You're listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Just a quick heads up before we get started with this episode, I wanted to let you know about a free resource for listeners of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. That means you. If you are planning your next trip abroad or if you're just getting back out into the world again, maybe you're going to an event or to a festival or to a meetup, that you need to be prepared for what to say when you meet someone for the first time. Download our free Spanish conversation guide so that you'll be prepared to have a conversation with anyone that you meet for the first time in Spanish. We give you a list of the most common questions that you'll be asked and that you may want to ask someone when you meet them for the first time, along with the responses so that you can be prepared when you have that conversation in less than 30 minutes. So to get your free conversation guide, just go to SpanishConversationGuide.com. Simple, right? SpanishConversationGuide.com to download your quick guide to prep for your first Spanish conversation. Bienvenidos! Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola y bienvenidos al episodio 119. Welcome to episode 119 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I'm going to give you five tips to help you prepare for summer travel to a Spanish-speaking country. I know a lot of you are thinking about traveling again, and even if you're not going to travel this summer and you're planning to travel in the future, these are tips that you can use before you book your next trip uh, abroad to a place that speaks Spanish, because of course I know you want to talk to the locals, you want to be able to chat with native speakers while you're there, you don't just want to go stay in the resort the whole time, you want to talk to the people that live in the country that you're going to visit. So. I'm going to give you some tips to be able to do that in this episode. But before we get started, I have to remind you about our Refresh and Reset Challenge. We just got started yesterday. We kicked off the challenge, um, so it's not too late to join. If you want to sign up uh, today, you will have all week to participate, and hopefully you can catch up. There's only uh, one activity that you missed so far, so you can easily catch up and hop right in to our challenge. Um, just sign up at SpanishConSalsa.com reset, and I am walking you through how to set your Spanish goals for the next 90 days. So this is a way to recommit ourselves to our Spanish goals uh, for this second quarter of 2021. Now going along with that, we are having a live workshop this Thursday, April 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern time where I'll be walking you through how to plan your Spanish fluency goals for the next 90 days. And I'll personally walk you through how to do that effectively so that you reach conversational fluency. So I don't want you to look back on June 30th and say, okay, I could have made some progress, but I'm really just doing the same thing I was doing three months ago. 
I'm going to help you set effective goals that you can actually stick with and get to a point where you're comfortable and confident speaking Spanish. So make sure you sign up if you are interested in hanging out with me live. You also get to ask any questions that you have for me about Spanish con salsa, um, about anything else. Um, and that will be this Thursday, April 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can sign up at SpanishConSalsa.com slash workshop. And this will be an interactive workshop. You will be doing some work. I'll be helping you and guiding you through the process, but you'll be coming up with your personalized plan to reach conversational fluency. All right. So make sure you mark your calendar for that. SpanishConSalsa.com slash workshop. Now let's get into our five tips to prepare for summer travel. And this is if you're going to a Spanish speaking country and it really doesn't have to be summer. Of course, you could be traveling at any time of the year, but summer is a very popular travel season. And come on guys, we've all been in the house or in lockdown for like a year now, right? Um, I'm sure you're ready to, to at least start planning again for the future and that you can see some light at the end of the tunnel. So it's a really exciting time. Um, a lot of people are um, really looking for safe ways uh, to travel, which brings me to my first tip. Um, and this is very, you know, COVID specific. So, uh, but it, I think it applies anytime you're traveling outside of the country, especially if you're not used to traveling abroad. You want to make sure you check any safety requirements, screening requirements, um, or any vaccine requirements even for the country that you're planning to visit. So with COVID, obviously, there are a lot more uh, restrictions. You may need to get a COVID test. Um, whether or not you have received the vaccine can also uh, dictate sort of what you're able to do when you're able to travel, especially if you're going to fly. Uh, so you want to make sure that you check not only with the airline, but also check the entry requirements and exit requirements on that country's uh, website and check the U.S. Embassy uh, website as well so that you know up to date because things are changing every single week so you want to make sure you check that um, and and don't end up in a situation uh, like I was that I talked about in a previous episode but I ended up in Brazil and I did not know the up-to-date requirements and I ended up getting rerouted to Argentina so you don't want to be in the same position that I was in so make sure you're checking uh, the safety requirements whether or not you need a COVID test um, also you want to make sure that you have the correct type of test if COVID testing is required either for entry into that country or for re-entry into the United States or wherever your home country may be. So uh, make sure that you look into that. I actually had a friend who recently uh, went to Puerto Rico and he said that he had to get a very specific type of test and he had to actually go back uh, and get tested again somewhere else because the first test he got was not the right type required for travel. So make sure you're really paying attention to all those details and that you're also checking what are the current health issues in that country. So even if it's not just COVID, there are some countries that may have yellow fever or maybe other um, tropical diseases, especially depending on what climate you're going to, uh, that are more common in those countries that you want to be aware of. So don't just think about COVID. You want to check what are the recommended um, vaccinations or medicines that you might need to take, uh, things to be prepared for, making sure you have your travel insurance together, knowing how uh, healthcare works and all of that. 
very, very important, especially um, as we're uh, in the middle of a pandemic, to know uh, those things before you travel. And that might also influence where you decide to travel as well. So think about uh, that and make sure you check the news as well to see, you know, what is the trend right now? Uh, is that country on lockdown? Um, are things easing up? What are the restrictions? Because you don't want to plan a trip to somewhere and nothing is open. Okay. So you also want to know what their thresholds are because they could trigger another lockdown again at any moment based on what their health uh, departments and various um, authorities are saying for those countries. So make sure you are checking in on that. And that is tip number one. Number two is uh, something that I really uh, have found to be super useful in recent years, and that is joining some expat groups um, that are on sites like Facebook or if there's other um, forums that you're a part of online. Uh, groups for expats, which are you know expatriates, people who have moved uh, to those countries. Um, often you'll find English-speaking populations of expat groups. Um, they tend to have groups on Facebook and you can join those groups and, and, you know, just make sure you explain to the moderator that you are planning to travel, uh, that you don't live in the country. They may have some rules around you joining and some groups are more strict and they may not allow you to join unless they know that you are actually seriously looking at moving to that country. Uh, but some groups are more open. So just kind of search for expat, you know, and whatever country that you're traveling to, because what you'll find there are communities of people who have moved there, who've had the experience of living um, in that country, and they can give you some really specific information that you might not get from just a regular travel website. And what do I mean by that? So because they're there, number one, they'll be able to give you more up-to-date information, like what's really going on in the news, what's really going on with COVID, um, what are the safe areas to go to, what are the places that um, you can go and get by if you don't speak a lot of Spanish, right? Um, what are the best restaurants? Where should you stay away from? These are all discussions you'll find in an expat group. And you can also ask questions yourself and you can say, listen, I'll be visiting the area. You know, maybe you are exploring moving abroad and, you know, ask um, any questions or concerns that you may have. And I find it really effective because the people that are participating in these groups that are active in these groups really tend to have their finger on the pulse of the communities there, of the expat communities, as well as what's going on locally. So you want to make sure that you, you know, stay in touch with the moderators or whoever or whoever's organizing the group whoever's most active and ask those questions. You know, you might even be able to find a place to stay. You might find uh, an Airbnb hookup uh, or a home away from home type of thing uh, through those expat groups because often they are often um, also talking about real estate and places to stay uh, for long-term rentals and even shorter-term rentals. So I think that's a great resource. It's a way to really talk to people who are already in the country and you'll really get the most up-to-date information that way. Number three is to find a Spanish tutor that lives in that country and schedule regular conversations with them before your trip. So this is really good to do if you're planning, you know, at least 90 days out. Uh, make sure you look on a site like italki. Uh, you can also go to our website, SpanishConSalsa.com, and, and just look for one-on-one -on -one lessons. Um, if you're traveling to Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic or Colombia, you can find um, one of our amazing team members um, on our site. And just a heads up, we will be uh, talking to two of our team members on the podcast next week. So make sure you're subscribed so you'll hear from them directly so you can get a little bit more information about them and sort of have an introduction uh, before you book a lesson. 
But in any case, you want to look for someone uh, who lives in that country and who is a Spanish uh, teacher. And that's the person you want to practice speaking Spanish with. And there's a few reasons for this. Number one, just like with the expat group, this is somebody who's living in that country so they can answer any of your questions, any concerns you may have about safety, um, about how things really are, about maybe issues that are happening in the news that may be important to know about before you visit. That is your person to ask. So uh, you want to look for someone that uh, possibly lives close to the city that you're traveling to as well, although that's not necessary. Uh, but it's, that can be a really good resource um, for finding out places that you should visit, places that are off the beaten path that aren't super touristy, so to speak. Um, so that, that person can be a really good resource for you. And if you schedule regular lessons with them, so I would say at least once a week, if you can do more than that, that's great. You will have more experience with listening to the accent of that particular country. So as you know, Spanish is very, very different depending on where you are in terms of how it sounds. You know, a lot of the words might be the same or similar, but you might find that the way they're said may be uh, unintelligible if you're not familiar with hearing that accent at all. So this is a great way to kind of get your ears accustomed to the accent of the country that you're visiting. And you also might learn some of the regional language there because there are also lots and lots of different words that are spoken uh, only in one country, right? They're very, very country specific. So booking regular lessons with a Spanish tutor or teacher that is from that country or living in that country is a great way to get used to the accent and get more um, up-to-date information about how things are right now in that country. Number four, follow the news in the country, I'd say about four to six weeks before you travel. So on social media, you can look for the national um, newspaper that's published from that country or from the city that you're going to visit. Uh, you can also go directly to their website. There's usually a newspaper, uh, many of them are called El País, but there are El País for different countries, I believe. Uh, but just search for what is the most popular daily newspaper in your country and find their websites. They may also have a YouTube channel. They might have videos you can watch. Uh, but just something so you can, again, keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening before you go. This serves a few purposes. So not just to keep you informed as a traveler, uh, but also so you know what are the current events and issues in that country. This really helps when it comes to having conversations. So just like in, in English, you know, you might go to the store and people are talking about what's in the news. It's really important to know what's going on in the news in that country. So everything that happens in the United States is not necessarily news abroad. And there may be things happening there that you wouldn't know about if you didn't read their local newspaper. So make sure you just get accustomed to uh, doing that at least once a week. Um, just keeping up with the news, reading some of the headlines. Um, you can also look for things you're interested in. Like if you like sports, read the sports section. Um, look for restaurant reviews or you know whatever it is, right? Um, use that as a resource because again you're looking for up-to-date information and you want to be able to be conversational and be aware of what's going on when you get there so uh, keeping up with the news uh, for about a month to six weeks before you visit the country is a great way to be able to have uh, more in-depth and informed conversations with people when you get there and of course a great way also to practice your Spanish because you'll probably learn some new vocabulary in the process and my last piece of advice is my last tip for planning to travel abroad to a Spanish-speaking country is to plan activities in non-touristic areas. 
And I think this is really important. If you are listening to this podcast and you love learning Spanish through music, you love Latino culture, and you want to travel and meet people and talk to people, you have to get out of your comfort zone and plan some activities that aren't for tourists. So look for things to do that are planned by locals for locals, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be a touristic activity. Um, you want to find some things that you can do so you can actually start meeting people, uh, have that real immersion experience, and don't just sort of stay behind the walls of the hotel and resort uh, sipping pina coladas or whatever, right? <laughs> so uh, try to plan for some activities that are not in uh, sort of that tourist guide that uh, you might have. Now, an excellent resource for this is actually meetup.com. Uh, and you may be familiar with meetup.com uh, for you know some domestic activities, but they actually do have international um, meetups as well. So just look on meetup.com and search for the city that you're visiting, and you're likely to find several results of activities that, again, are just for locals. You may find some things for expats. You might find some language meetups, uh, but you can find any activity you want. You can find hiking, yoga, whatever it is that you're into. I'm pretty sure there'll be a meetup group for it there. So look on meetup.com, search for the city that you're visiting. Um, another uh, resource for this too is if you're on Facebook and you're in these expat groups, you might see events pop up as well. You can check out Eventbrite. They might have some things, again, that are more geared toward uh, locals. So check out those types of activities. See how many you can sign up for in advance because um, a lot of the meetups do plan out. Um, their, their events at least a month in advance. So you, you'll have some time there to find something that fits into um, your overall travel schedule, right? So make sure you check out some activities that are geared towards locals and you get outside of the box with just sort of the normal day-to-day -day, uh, tourist activities and excursions. So those are my five tips for preparing uh, to travel abroad this summer if you're planning to visit a Spanish-speaking country. Number one, make sure you check the safety requirements, not just COVID, but what are all the exit and entry requirements uh, for that country and for coming back to the U.S. or wherever your home country is. Make sure, number one, you check um, any safety and testing requirements before you book your ticket. Number two, join expat groups on Facebook and other social media and really try to talk to people who have already moved to the country. I can give you a perspective uh, from someone from the outside um, that move there that you might not get from someone who's lived there their whole life. Number three, schedule regular Spanish conversations with a tutor from the country that you're visiting. Um, and again, I'll include links in the show notes uh, if you want to book a lesson with one of our tutors or if you want to um, expand your search and look on italki.com. I'll have a link in the show notes where you actually get a discount on your first lesson if you book on italki. Number four, follow the news in that country for about four to six weeks before you visit there and try to do that at least once a week. And finally, number five, plan activities in non-touristic areas so you can really interact with the locals in a more authentic way. That is it for this episode of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. As always, I hope that something you learned today has helped you go at least one step closer from beginner to bilingual. And I hope to see you this Thursday in our goal setting workshop, SpanishConSalsa.com slash workshop to sign up. Hasta luego. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.